Another funny time with Andy and Angie. Two cousins, eight kids, one grandkid, two states. And a whole lot of fun. Woo! Welcome back, Mother Funny Tribe. We're so glad you joined us for part two of Parenting Styles, where we're going to dive more into the sub-parenting styles. In our first episode, we talked about the four main parenting styles, which was authoritarian, authoritative, permissive, and negligent. And as you were listening... Neglectful. Neglectful. I think it was neglectful. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Or negligent. I'm like negligent. I don't know. <laughs> uninvolved. Some would say uninvolved. Some would have right, correct words for the term. And others of us would not. Anyway. <laughs> we were so just scholarly in the last one. We had so much information. And you can't see us, but we're both wearing glasses right now. So we feel scholarly. <laughs> Extra scholarly. We're so smart. We're super smart. <laughs> if you could see us, you'd be like, wow, you'd be intimidated and we don't want that for you because we don't want this to be shaming. But yes, in our last episode, we talked about those things and you might have found yourself represented it, represented maybe a little bit in each of them. And I think that's normal. What they're saying is that moms will tend to fluctuate between authoritarian and authoritative and permissive, kind of like what we were saying as the time needs or as the child needs. So if a child's maybe in an unsafe environment, the parent might be more authoritarian or if the child has a bad illness, they might be more permissive. So if you found a little piece of your parenting in all of those, that's normal. We just want to tell you you're normal, you're doing a good job, and we're not here to judge or shame. This is not to judge. This is only to inform and encourage and empower you amazing moms out there. Preach, girl. <laughs> Can I get an amen? <laughs> I'm going to say it again until I get an amen. <laughs> Okay, but today we're going to talk about the sub-styles of parenting, and I think we should start off with helicopter parenting, because that's probably one of the most well-known and I think came out of the latchkey kid movement, if I can call it that. A lot of us latchkey kids became helicopter parents because we didn't have a lot of parents hovering around us, and so we became little helicopters, or we resembled a helicopter a bit, or maybe we became a bit of a helicopter. But a helicopter parenting is known for their overprotectiveness. And I think that goes along too with learning, like with social media, or just the internet and news, as we were saying in the last episode, how the news became instant around the world. You found out about things right away. The world became scarier. Parents who use this method feel the need to control most aspect of their child's life. These parents are obsessed with their child's successes and failures. As such, they often intervene in their child's life. This hinders the child's ability to learn important life skills, self-sufficiency, and confidence. Right. So it's interesting because it used to be called helicopter mom, and then it turned to helicopter parenting. Because let's face it, a dad could be a helicopter dad. <laughs> it's true. <So> we, <laughs> we don't. I noticed that switch. <laughs> we want to be equal gendering, <laughs> equal opportunity. But employees. because we're, this is a podcast for moms. We'll say <laughs> helicopter mom. I would say our but demographic. Just have that idea. <laughs> Maybe there's even helicopter grandparents out there, or helicopter aunts and uncles. We don't know yes. where this ends. Yes. 
but it is the term helicopter mom or helicopter parent because like a helicopter, the mom like hovers closely overhead. She's rarely out of reach whether her children need her or not. She pays extreme close attention to her child's experiences and problems. And one of the examples of a helicopter mom is that a helicopter mom will try to control a child's friendship by deciding who a child should be friends with or when a child should end a friendship. And so when I was really thinking about helicopter parenting or helicopter moms, I kind of realized in the homeschool world I grew up in, there were so many helicopter moms involved. And if there ever was an issue with a friend, the moms would talk and they would discuss it. And then it was once the moms resolved it, everything was fine. But rarely would us kids actually talk about the issue. And so it wasn't really till I was in college where I met some incredible friends. But if we ever had an issue talking about it out with a friend, that didn't happen till college. <laughs> Do you call your mom? <laughs> <laughs> hey, mom, I have. Can you find my friends, mom? <laughs> we need to work some stuff out. <laughs> and this was before Facebook. So it's not like our moms could friend request each other. <laughs> So all that to say, I think seeing how helicopter parenting affected, like you were talking about latchkey kids, right? Or how latchkey kids maybe turn into helicopter parenting or parents. I think on the other side, I had helicopter parents who were not around me. Yeah. (laughs) The opposite of that. And so to kind of see what is my parenting style and have I embraced some of it, but then other parts have I even rejected because I know how it affected my growing up experience or my childhood experience. Well, and I think, too, that could be like something that homeschool moms can fall into, right? Like I was a homeschool mom for a long time. I see parts of myself as a helicopter, but I didn't do the whole friend thing. I wouldn't. I wanted my kids to learn their own skills. So I think I had a little bit of old and new, kind of like what you're saying. Like I was parented more free to do whatever. And there were some valuable things I learned from that. And so I kind of tried to do that with my kids. But yeah, I definitely saw it in the community. If there was an issue with between children, usually the moms would get involved and work it out. But not, I wasn't, that wasn't me. Maybe too, because I'm not super confrontational. (laughs) So maybe that was part of it. But yeah, yeah, my kids friended and unfriended at their own choosing. I mean, I would guide them. Well, and don't you notice sometimes kids get over things so much faster than parents do? Oh, for sure. Or we take things more like personally. I've taken things personally that my kids are like, that's not a big deal. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'm just, (laughs) maybe I'm helicoptering. (laughs) Okay, there you go. So maybe when we see ourselves being the helicopter moms a little too extreme, because obviously kids need to be monitored and parents want to be involved. (laughs) Like we want to communicate with our kids. We want to know what's going on in school. So there is positives to this helicopter mom title. But when you see that it's going a little bit too much, just say, "Uh uh-oh, I'm helicoptering. I'm hovering right now. Yeah. (laughs) Take a step back. When Daisy, my oldest, was in the hospital, she had had her first baby. Well, her only baby at the moment. But she had her 
her son and then she had a medical issue and had to go in the hospital again um, for three days. It was it was hard. But anyway, I was at the hospital one day and they were giving her food like a steak, I think, because it was she was also low in iron. And I just sat there and immediately started cutting up her steak. She's 25. <laughs> and I was cutting up her steak. She's like, Mom, my arms are fine. <laughs> I've been feeding myself a while. I'm like, gotcha. So that's when I went too far. That's when I was helicoptering. But she was in the so hospital. You could see it. She was a baby. Well, that's the interesting part of when you're a helicopter parent or when there are those helicopter moms is that it's not just it doesn't just end when the kid turns 18 or finishes high school. I mean, they were even saying some parents will contact their child's employer and talk to them about it. (laughs) (laughs) Or if their kid is sick, like the mom calls the employer and says, look, my kid can't come today to work. If that's you, I want to hear the story. (laughs) (laughs) If that's your mom, I guess. If that's your mom, I want to hear this story. That's hilarious. That's awesome. Okay, so then what's the difference between helicopter mom and mama bear? Or and then how can we meld that into helicopter bear? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think the idea is to figure out where the line is between carrying and overstepping. And it sounds like the mama bear is very protective of her cubs, right? So that mama bear refers to a mom who's extremely protective of her children, and she'll become very aggressive (laughs) if she perceives that her children are being threatened. She's always ready to come to their defense. And a mama bear is a woman who asserts herself in any way as a parent. So she says no, and she doesn't care what society thinks. So she doesn't care if people are going to talk negatively about her or judge her. Mama Bear is saying, this is what's best for my child. I stand with it, and I'll take on anyone who decides to confront me on that. Okay, I have. So there are moments. Oh, go ahead. I just have a really funny story, but I don't want to interrupt you. No, go ahead. We could keep talking about it. Go ahead. It totally reminded me of the time I was a Mama Bear. We were, my husband used to um, pastor a church and we had an outreach where we really ministered to the unhoused people group. We had um, some homeless individuals in our church and we had done an outside service and my husband was actually out of town at the time. Somebody else was teaching, but I was there and I had my kids next to me and there was this one man who was unhoused. And he, you know, he had a couple mental issues and he was fighting another man who was in our congregation. And he would like start yelling at the guy and then between worship songs and he would worship and then he would yell at the other guy. And I was sitting right next to him with my kids. and I was just kind of like, get through it, get through it, get through it. Well, then he kept he picked up this big stick and he started to like swing it, swing this big stick. And it got close to my kids. And I jumped up. (laughs) And I was like, gonna take out the poor man (laughs) in his wheelchair. I got very mama bear. Did he put the stick down? No, he did not put the stick down. I don't think I was very scary. (laughs) And I was trying to be cool. But I was like, come on, old man, like, let's do this. (laughs) I'll get that stick from (laughs) you. But nobody was hurt and it was all fine. It ended up being a beautiful story at the end. 
So. Okay, well, that's a perfect example because a mama bear's main goal is to ensure that her kids are protected and on the path to success. And she believes in firm rules, high standards, and she wants her kids to reach their highest potential. So in that, there was a moment you were stressed or nervous or could have been unsafe, and the mama bear of Andy came out to protect her <laughs> she little She came cubs. out. Yes. I mean, granted, <laughs> he was, I was in a, you know, better position than him, but physically, <laughs> I felt, yeah, I would have, I would have had to rumble with this guy if he hit my kid. And I think it's, it's okay to see that within ourselves or if someone is judging you or shaming you for your decision. Now we just know the term. I'm just being a mama bear right now. I'm just being a mama bear. So if you're being super protective and cutting your children's food, then you're a helicopter bear. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay, if you are very protective of your kids, making sure they're extra safe, as well as telling them who they can and cannot be friends with. Helicopter bear. Helicopter bear. Yes. You are calling their employer and then guarding their door from intruders. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But they're there. You know you're out there. There's helicopter bears listening right now. And we want to hear from you, too. Very interested. You're filling out their college applications. And giving while... them the Heimlich maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> while walking them to class. Yes. <laughs> or driving them to school. Driving Helicopter them to bear. school with a helmet on. And telling them they can't who they can and can't sit next to on the in the playground. Okay, so safety's always been extremely important to me. So I really think that I I feel most connected to the mama bear situation with a small bit of helicopter mom in this. So I'm kind of figuring out where I am. I mean, we are very selective on who our kids drive with or who drives our children around, but we're also very big on like five point harnesses <laughs> and car seats and booster seats. So that's the extra, extra safe mama bear. All those things are really, it's really good to keep your kids safe in the car. Yeah. But now if anyone kind of gives me a little bit of grief for like, hey, why I won't let them drive my kids, I'll just say, hey, I'm mama bear. This is what I'm doing. I'm helicopter I bear. mean, there was one time... The twins were babies, and Ryan wanted us to take the twins to his job because everyone at his job wanted to see the twins because they were so cute and so little, and they were six weeks old. And so I told him, I said, okay, I'll take the twins to your work, but they have to stay in their car seats. Plus, it takes so much time to like get two babies changed in the outfits, yes. fed, in the car seats, with their blankets. I mean, there's just a whole process, obviously, and there's two of them. And so I said, okay, I will take it, but they have to stay in their car seats. We'll stay for maybe five minutes, and then we're going to leave. And I said, I don't want anyone to hold the babies because they were six weeks old, and they were born in the end of December. So you're talking like flu season, RSV season, right? all those things are going around. And so we bring him to his job, and this one lady 
and he never he doesn't work at this um, company anymore. But this lady comes up and she goes, okay. And she starts to pick up one of the twins. I said, no, 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 you're not holding my twin. They're staying in their car seats. And she said, no, I already washed my hands. And she picked up the <gasps> twin. She took her out of the car seat and she picked up the twin and walked away. She picked up Tegan and walked away. No. And I literally... I didn't know what to do. And all I could think of was like, where's Tegan? Where's Tegan? Because she left the room with my twin. What? He's six weeks old. It was crazy. I was coming unglued. I was like, I need to find my baby. I need to find my baby. Because she just disappeared. And I had the other twin there. So then I got Peyton out. And I'm holding Peyton. I'm not letting anyone touch Peyton. And I'm asking Ryan, can you go find T- Tegan? Hey, have you seen Tegan? Have you seen this lady with Tegan? This and that. And I just remember panicking. It was that I thought it was more of that new mom, mother intuition. Someone I don't know very well is holding <laughs> just my stole your child. brand new baby. <laughs> But now, after knowing all this, I just would have said, don't touch my baby. The mama bear is going to come out. (laughs) Watch out. Walk away. (laughs) Yeah, she just overstepped some boundaries. And she was a little authoritarian, I would say. Just, nope, this is what I'm going to do. Okay, as a mom of twins, then, feeling this way, you have to feel upset about the parent trap. Right? Those are two twins separated (laughs) like the mom was like you take one I'll take one we're all good we don't ever need to talk about this again like what is that (laughs) that's so messed up (laughs) that's always like made me feel uncomfortable well since that movie was based on a true story (laughs) just kidding it's fiction (laughs) I've kind of let it slide because it's a fiction. It's not movie. true. But we know how you feel about creatures that aren't not necessarily real. What would you call mythical creatures? <laughs> no, that's true. what you would call them. <laughs> that's not what I say. That's, that's not what, what you, you call them. Okay, that was a no. side thing, but it just reminded me like when she took one, I'm like, well, in the parent trap, like the mom and dad each took one and we're like, all right, peace out to the other kid. So I hope I didn't ruin it for everyone, but it's it's not okay. <laughs> it's not okay. That is not good parenting. And we're not judgy, but that cannot be good parenting. Not to shame anyone who's done that. <laughs> well, they used to do that back in the day. They used to separate twins. And there was even like experiments that would happen in the yes. sense of like – in the studies, like, oh, let's have identical twins and let's have them raised by two yes. different families to see genetically how they end up growing up in the sense of, like, does environment shape them or does are you inherently who you are through genetics? So that used to happen. Nature to happen. That is wrong. Thank you. Nature versus nurture. I will say as a mom of twins and mine are fraternal. And in that movie, they are identical. But even to see the twins' connection is so deep and so sweet and so loving and so kind and so special. And mine are fraternal. So even for identical twins, it's even more than that. And so to then separate identical twins, I would think would be heartbreaking. And yet we made a beloved Disney movie about it. But they do. They connect. And then remember, they want to stay together. Like, it makes sense. It makes sense as a twin parent to say yes then they wanted to the twins wanted to stay together but they had to lie to be together they had to trick their parents to meet 
It's not good parenting. And one had to have an accent, <laughs> and one lived on a ranch, and one was very proper. I just, <laughs> it is not a parenting how-to. Great movie. <laughs> great movie. <laughs> Terrible parenting. Terrible whatever. That's, I don't even know what that parenting style is. Okay. But we should move on. <laughs> Before I ruin the parent trap for everyone. Okay. What if someone hasn't seen the parent trap and now they're like, I don't even need to see it. I know the whole plot. I know the whole thing. Right there. Well, we just saved you some anger at their parents because you definitely would watch it and be upset with the parents. It's not. Both versions of the parent trap are great. They're great. I'd recommend both. Would you parent like that? If you. No. You're like, we're splitting up. You take one, I'll take the other. They'll never know. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's the part is how did they really think they'd get away with it? Anyway, that's for another day. (laughs) We won't dive into the deep darkness that is a mother just like, I don't care. You take it. (laughs) Oh, but we're all happy. Hi, daughter. (laughs) We've reconnected. Anyway, we won't get into the deepness. Next so parenting. we could say they were not lawnmower parents. And we're not going to bring up 9-11. <laughs> we're just going to stop. <laughs> we're going to stop here and keep going. We're going to be positive again. Yes. Okay. Yes. So our next kind of parent. Um, let's talk about crunchy granola parents. That, I feel like, is a newer one. I know I got my daughter a sweatshirt that says Crunchy Mama because she's more of a scrunchy mama. We'll get into that more, but she loves the crunchy side, too. What's a crunchy mama? Okay, that is very similar to the granola mom. So people kind of use those terms interchangeably, and then other people will say, no, I'm only a granola mom, or no, I'm only a (laughs) crunchy mom. crunchy granola of them. Yes, but a crunchy mom tends to favor natural living and likely to use alternative health care, be environmentally conscious, and favor breastfeeding, co-sleeping, and baby wearing. So I just want to say I breastfed my kids, all of them, for over a year, because I know that's part of it, is that they like to breastfeed their kids for over a year. And I did cloth diapers. So I'm crunchy-ish, but I didn't do co-sleeping and I do some alternative health care options because we're really big into like supplements and vitamins but I don't think I would claim crunchy mom but other people have called me a crunchy mom. Oh really? (laughs) Yes. Okay I mean I could see some aspects of it but I think too like is it the crunchy moms like some of them will nurse till their kids are like five. So I had a friend who nursed her kids. Was she crunchy? Very much so. Okay. Yes. And like her kids played with sticks. Like they didn't have toys. They had sticks. I'm not (laughs) shaming her. I'm I'm not shaming. But we visited and I was like, Riley, go play with her daughter. And Riley goes, Mom, they're just sticks. (laughs) I was like, I know. Go play with the sticks. And because I'm not full crunchy or full granola, my daughter didn't know what to do with the sticks. She's like, do we make s'mores? Like, what do we do with these? You got a lighter? She's like, 
I need the plastic toys made in China that are brightly colored. (laughs) Are we putting these in the little tube thing? (laughs) So, yes. But granola moms, see, this is why they sound so similar. This is a mom who chooses natural, organic, and often environmentally friendly options for her family, which sounds very Mm crunchy-ish. And she might be associated with home births, breastfeeding, homemade food, Cloth diapers and natural health remedies. So that sounds similar to Crunchy Mom. Maybe I'm more granola because I did make my do- my kids baby food. You did. I did not have a home birth. I had Riley natural without any medication, but then for the other four, I had a C-section, which I was fully drugged, <laughs> and then used the pain meds. <laughs> so you were a little bit, little bit of each. I had. I know moms who delivered at home, make their food from scratch do have done mostly natural meds, but they also raise their kids in different countries. So that was different. Like they didn't, they, it was more of a survival. But I do know moms now, like there is a movement of crunchy granola moms that are really big into um, more natural everything. And I feel like, and I think you were saying crunchy granola moms probably get the most shame. Would you say that's true? Uh, yes. That's what was so sad was there's these videos of moms making fun of crunchy granola moms. And that was heartbreaking to me. Like at the end of the day, we all love our kids and we're all trying to do what's best for our children, regardless of if you use disposable diapers or cloth (laughs) diapers. But for moms to like make fun of those moms who use cloth diapers or who are breastfeeding their kids longer than a year, we don't need to go that far, right? Like you can maybe choose other options, but we don't need to make fun of or shame or mock or make videos putting down moms for their parenting style. That was alarming to me. I was completely unaware of those videos until I started getting ready for this podcast. And I didn't comment to some of the videos, but I kind of wanted to. (laughs) Not to protect myself for being granola country. country, Country. country, She's granola country. (laughs) (laughs) She listens to Garth Brooks and makes her own granola and nurses them babies. (laughs) Okay, since we're coming up with terms... Like helicopter bear. (laughs) And country granola. (laughs) Maybe we should call it grunchy. Grunchy. Are you grunchy? (laughs) Or granola. But do you... (laughs) Granola. I kind of like that. Sounds like there's cranberry in your granola. It's granola. Do you think that the making fun of the granola crunchy moms could be in response to feeling judged and shame? Bye. But here's the thing. I don't know if I should ask you because you were so good at keeping your blinders on to mom shaming. The fact that you found mom shaming and you're surprised by it just shows that you like to keep in the positive. You're like, there's mom shaming going on? What? I know we did a whole episode on it. But I was so surprised. I went online and there were people unkind online. I was shocked. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew this happened? Did you know? Did, have you gone on the internet? <laughs> Go to our website and <laughs> give us a fax. <laughs> our fax number or our pager number is on top. We will have a PowerPoint presentation. 
Please write me a letter. Please write me when you were shamed on a video. (laughs) If you've ever been shamed. (laughs) Okay, side note. How do these moms have time to make videos shaming other moms for their parenting style? Well, do they have five kids? Maybe they have one, but think of what they could be doing with their time. Like, use it for good. If you have extra time, use it for good. Go help Angie with her five kids. (laughs) Make her some granola. Mail her some granola. She wants your crunchy granola. So to answer your question, yes, I do think the crunchy granola moms do judge and shame some of the moms who make other choices. Again, I don't think it's healthy. I don't think to live in that space where you are judging, shaming, making videos or writing or commenting in such a negative way. I don't see how that's a healthy way to live as well as how you are being a positive influence in the world and a positive influence to your child. Regardless of how old your child is, you're still putting that out into the universe. And so it's funny because when I used to make the baby food for my kids, like I would make it With the organic, say carrots, and then I would put it in the freezer. You put in ice cube trays, you blend Mm -hmm. it, put in ice cube trays, you freeze it. And then when you need it, you just take a few of the ice cubes out. And it was so easy and so um, economical. economical. Yes. And my kids ate really healthy food. But at the time, I never thought of someone else putting me down for doing that. Like I was doing the best healthy choice for my child. So then to have other moms making fun of parents who make their own baby food, I think that's just a reflection of their heart. Because why would you not want me to do what's best for my child? Yeah, we should not have shaming. I feel like we should do a whole podcast on how we should not shame. (laughs) (laughs) What a great idea. What a great idea. Everyone would listen. No, I think what you're saying is amazing. Like, let's use our energy for something more productive and affirming. And yes, everyone's trying to do their best. And if you make your food, awesome. If you don't, that's fine. I know my daughter, like, wanted to make all of her own food. Like, she really gets into, you know, learning these different parenting styles and what's best for Ezra, her baby. And she's such a good mom. And... She tried so hard to make food for him, but the boy (laughs) will not eat it. He loves French fries and all fruit. And as much as she's tried like all these different things, he's just like, I just won't eat. It's fine. At like a year, he's like, no, I'm good. (laughs) She's like, no, I'm supposed to be a crunchy mom. I'm not supposed to give you French fries (laughs) and bread. So... You know, it, it depends on your child as well, what they'll what they'll eat. But yeah, either way, let's not let's not judge. So what's the other kind? Like what's the opposite side of crunchy mom? Or another new term for a different kind of parenting style that's not crunchy granola. Well, I think we gotta talk about the lawnmower mom, which is also called a snowplow mom. It oh. depends where you live. Yeah, they'd be lawnmower moms here in California and Texas. But if you're in Minnesota or Michigan, you're called a <laughs> Or Missouri. Mom. Shout out to our Missouri moms. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out. So a lawnmower slash snowplow mom 
That is another term for a parent who tries to mow down all obstacles, challenges, or difficulties that their child might face so they don't have to encounter any hardship. Their goal is to protect their kids from failure, disappointment, discomfort, and adversity. They are excessively involved in their child's lives. They plow ahead, micromanaging, interfering, and rearranging. Now, this sounds pretty harsh. Sure. And from what I found, there was a lot of negative things to say about it. And then I was also trying to figure out the difference between lawnmower mom slash snowplow mom versus a helicopter mom. And so the helicopter mom hovers over her children, much like a helicopter over the ground, like we mentioned. Helicopter moms make it their goal to pave the way for success for their child. Now, a lawnmower mom is like she's cutting the grass or she's mowing down any hardships or difficulties for their children, removing any obstacles in their path. So there's, they're similar, but they are different. And so just to be aware of that, <laughs> I found it interesting because <laughs> it sounded really similar to me. <laughs> it did. Well, I think, yeah, like a, a helicopter mom might watch, like stand right behind their toddler as they're moving. A lawnmower mom might take anything that could possibly be dangerous out of their path, put them in a helmet, put them in knee pads so that nothing bad can happen instead of just being there for when it happened. Or maybe a lawnmower is just a very aggressive helicopter and mows down and rearranges everyone around them to make sure that their babies are not hurt. And maybe they're lawnmower bears or snowplow bears. Right. That could be it. I mean, I did read a story. This was a long time ago. I read an article when they were trying to explain what the lawnmower slash snowplow mom was. And they used the example of a middle school girl, say she leaves her water bottle at home. So then she calls her dad who's at work to say, hey, I left my water bottle at home. So then the dad leaves work to go home to get the water bottle to then bring it to school and drop it off for his daughter. So she will not be dehydrated. Now, we don't want kids to be dehydrated. Sure. But on the other hand, it would say, well, why not just have her use drink out of the drinking fountain or, you know, you can always buy water at the school. <laughs> yeah. The can cafeteria. you get water? You've got to have water somewhere. So it's kind of that idea of like, oh, no, I don't want my child to be out without her special water bottle that she loves. Before, maybe it would be a hydro flask. Now it would be a Stanley. <laughs> They left their Stanley at home. Dad, go get my Stanley. I get it. Well, and again, it's all based out of love, right? Yeah. Like they, p- parents love their kids. They want to be there for their kids. They don't want their kids to have any hurt or pain or suffer in any way. So they're trying to just kind of make it as easy for their kids as possible, which is fantastic. But then also learning where's the balance there, right? And I know we're running out of time, but we just have to mention just the terms. We won't describe them. But some of the other type of parenting is marshmallow moms, almond moms. There's also free-range parenting, positive parenting, attachment parenting, mindful parenting, parallel parenting. Parallel. And being a tiger mom. We have so many more. We might have to do another episode on this because we do we have a lot of other moms like we didn't talk about silky moms we didn't talk about scrunchy moms we didn't talk about my daughter enough because I'm a lawnmower parent and I want to talk all about my daughter <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> 
a helicopter. I don't know what I am. <laughs> I'm a crazy mom. Well, and we didn't talk about gentle parenting. Yes, there's That's so many huge things right now. we didn't talk about. So we're definitely going to make another one. Just not right now because we're out of time. But if you guys have stories for us, if you want to share, maybe there's another parenting style we don't know about. If you want to talk about any parenting shame that you've gotten, please reach out to us. We've gotten some messages on our Instagram. We're not super active on our socials yet. We will be. You just wait. But right now, we're still just kind of building our our audience. Um, So we love to hear from you, though. We are so thankful for those who've reached out to us, and we love hearing what you have to say. So please give us a DM in our Instagram or message us on Facebook at motherfunnypod.com. Is that right? Motherfunnypod? Not podcast. Podcast. Motherfunnypodcast. Sorry. <laughs> Motherfunnypodcast. Find us, share us, like us. Thank you guys for listening. Tell a friend. Woo. All right, that's all we have time for today. We got to wrap it up, unfortunately. But just remember, you might think you're doing just okay, but we think you're doing really great. Thanks for hanging out with us today. We hope you have a great mother funny day. Please like and share our podcast. But please don't tell our moms. Recording. Okay, I'm recording. I'm doing this. Look at me. I'm like so techie. (laughs) You are girl bossing. Oh. I think just career woman, career womaning. (laughs) Some might say, (laughs) some might say, okay, ready. Here you go.